Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I am thrilled that you found me. There is power in the name of Jesus. As we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn a heart of stone into one of moldable clay for the potter to transform. I hope that you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, folks will delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. If you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Once again, that's pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, kiddos, welcome to Holy Week. Sunday was Palm Sunday, marking Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And today marks the beginning of the Passover celebration for the year 2023. Tonight, many Jewish families commemorate the Passover with a Seder dinner. And this celebration is a historic event. God's judgment passed over the Hebrews. This was a night when the Israelites escaped the clutches of the Egyptians. And the angel of death flew over the city, killing all of the oldest boys in each Egyptian family that night but passed over all the houses where unblemished lamb's blood had been painted onto the doors. This was a form of protection from God. Now, we already said that Sunday was the beginning of the Holy Week, known as Palm Sunday. This was the day that Jesus would make his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, riding on the back of a colt. On Monday, Jesus cleared the temple out. He called it a den of thieves because the merchants had set up a shop and were charging exorbitant amounts for unblemished animals to be used in altar sacrifices. They also exchanged money into the local currency, allowing people to pay a temple tax. And here again, they overcharged the people. These merchants placed profit over worship, and that made Jesus very angry. Tuesday, the religious leaders challenged Jesus' authority for turning over tables at the temple on Monday. These leaders were called Pharisees and Sadducees, and they made up the two groups of the high council. Now, Jesus also addressed people at the temple as he continued teaching in parables. Now, a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly twist or bend. On Tuesday, Judas Iscariot would make a secret deal with the religious leaders to betray Jesus. He was going to show these leaders where and who Jesus was, so there would be no mistake regarding who to arrest. And do you know what it means to betray someone? It means that Judas pretended to be Jesus' friend when secretly he was not. Have you ever made a promise with your fingers crossed because you really didn't mean it? Well, this is sort of what Judas did to Jesus. And the religious leaders offered to pay him 30 pieces of silver for this information. They already knew who Jesus was, but they needed someone to be the point person who would accuse Jesus. And this was the role that Judas was to play. 
Now Wednesday comes along and the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what Jesus did on this day, but most scholars believe he stayed in the town of Bethany, two miles away from Jerusalem with his disciples. Most likely he was preparing for the Passover celebration that he would share in with these friends on Thursday evening. And Thursday has been called by different names during Holy Week. It's also known as Holy Thursday or Maundy Thursday. And on this day, Jesus issued a new commandment. In John chapter 13, verse 34, we're told, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love one another. So this command wasn't completely new to the disciples. They had already been practicing loving others. But here was the new part, loving others like Jesus loved. This part of the command was unheard of. You might want to think of it this way. Perhaps you have a friend who doesn't know about Jesus. You may be the only Jesus they ever get to see and interact with. Your kindness towards others and the ways that you obey and listen to your parents all demonstrate loving others like Jesus would. Also, when we're thankful and we're grateful for all of our blessings in our lives, we say so and we're following Jesus's teachings. Is this making sense? Okay, good. Well, this is being a living example of Jesus's love. And Thursday evening, Jesus would eat the Passover meal with his disciples. It was at this meal that he taught them about the Lord's Supper and how to eat it in the future. Afterward, he and the disciples went out to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And on a previous podcast, I read to you the story about Jesus being arrested in that Garden of Gethsemane and how Jesus was then tried and killed. So now it's Saturday morning or Holy Saturday. All is quiet. This is the normal Sabbath day for the Jews, and this means they stay home. They don't work, do any work for that day. Now, the disciples were very sad at the loss of their friend, and all of their hopes of a future kingdom were destroyed too. But hold on, what happens on Sunday? Well, moving forward, let's read what happened on Sunday, otherwise known as Resurrection Sunday. There's a big hint for you. We'll keep these questions in mind as we read. Where was Jesus buried? Why were guards stationed at Jesus' grave? What did the woman see when she came to Jesus' grave? And what happened to Jesus? Now what we're going to do is we're going to read this story called Jesus Comes Alive Again. The Jewish leaders didn't want Jesus and the two robbers to be hanging on the cross the next day, for it was the Sabbath. So they asked Pilate to tell the soldiers to kill them there on their crosses so that their bodies could be taken down and buried that day. Pilate agreed and told the soldiers to break their legs because this would make them die more quickly. So the soldiers broke the legs of the two thieves, but when they saw that Jesus was already dead, they didn't break his legs, but instead they pierced his side with a spear, making blood and water flow out. 
There was a garden near the place where Jesus was crucified, and in the garden there was a new burial place, a cave carved out of the rock. It belonged to a rich man named Joseph. Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, though he had never told anyone for fear of what people would say. But now, after Jesus was dead, he went boldly to Pilate and begged for Jesus' body, and Pilate said he could take it down and bury it. So Joseph took Jesus' Jesus's body down from the cross and wrapped it in a new cloth he had bought and laid it in the cave and rolled a huge stone across the door. Meanwhile, the Jewish leaders went to Pilate and said, Sir, while that liar was still alive, he said, After three days, I will rise again. Please place a guard for the next three days at the cave where he's buried so that his disciples can't come in the night and steal his body and then tell everyone he has come back to life. So Pilate agreed and soldiers were sent over to guard the cave so no one could get in and steal Jesus's body. But during the night, the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled back the stone from the cave and sat upon it. His face was bright as lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The soldiers trembled for fear and became as weak and helpless as dead men. Then they ran into the city terrified. And early the next morning, as it was getting light, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary and Salome came to the tomb bringing spices to embalm him, that is, to help keep his body from changing to dust. But how can we ever roll away the stone from the door of the cave, they were wondering, for it was very heavy. But when they got there, the stone was pushed aside. They went into the cave, and there was an angel in a long white robe. They were badly frightened, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. Are you looking for Jesus? He isn't here. He's come back to life again. See, that's where his body lay. Now go and tell his disciples that he is alive again and that he will meet them in Galilee. The woman The women ran from the cave in great fear and yet with great gladness and went to tell his disciples what had happened. But as they were running, Jesus met them. Hello there, he greeted them. They came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Don't be afraid, he said, but tell my brothers, my disciples, including Peter, to go to Galilee, for I will meet them there. When the women told the disciples what the angel had said, Peter and John ran to the cave to see for themselves. John got there first and stooped down and looked in and saw the linen sheet lying there. The one Joseph had wrapped around Jesus' body, but he didn't go inside. Then Peter arrived and went right in. So then John went in too, and they finally realized that Jesus had come back to life again. Before that, they hadn't understood what he meant when he told them that he would be alive again three days after he died. Meanwhile, some of the guards reported to the Jewish leaders what had happened during the night. The Jewish leaders gave them money to get them to lie about what happened and to say that his disciples had come during the night while they were asleep and had stolen Jesus' body. 
How would the guards know what happened when they were asleep? Come on, really? If the governor hears about it and wants to kill you for sleeping, for soldiers were killed if they slept on duty, we'll persuade him to pardon you, they promised. So the soldiers took the money and said what the Jewish leaders told them to. But of course, it was a lie for they hadn't been asleep at all. So Jesus was buried here in this cave, and these women came to embalm his body, but it was gone. He had come back to life again, and the angels had rolled away the stone in front so that his disciples could go in and see that he wasn't there. Afterward, he came and talked to them and told them about the wonderful home in heaven he was going to away to prepare for them. And now we have one more story to read, and before we read it, think about these questions. Why didn't Jesus's friends recognize him right away? What good news were the disciples to tell the whole world? What made Thomas believe Jesus was alive? And who were some of the people who saw Jesus after he came back to life? And finally, what happened 40 days after Jesus came back to life and where did he go again? So this story is called Jesus Returns to Heaven. Late that afternoon, as two of Jesus's friends were walking along to the village of Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem, they were talking to each other about all the strange things that had happened that day. Then Jesus came and walked along with them. But he looked different, so they didn't recognize him. What are you talking about that makes you so sad, he asked them. One of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered, Are you a stranger here that you haven't heard all the things that have been happening the last few days? What things, Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet and did great miracles. We thought he was the one who would free Israel from the Romans. But the chief priest and other Jewish leaders crucified him. And now, early this morning, three days after he was killed, some women who are friends of ours went to the cave where he was buried and came back reporting that his body wasn't there and that some angels told them he is alive. Some of our men went to the tomb afterwards and found it. As the women had said, Jesus's body wasn't there. Then Jesus reminded them about what the prophets had written concerning Christ, that he would be killed and afterwards come back to life again. Then Jesus began at the beginning of the Bible and explained all that had been written about him. But still his two friends didn't recognize him. As they neared the village where they lived, he prepared to leave them and go on further, thinking he was a traveler. They invited him to spend the night with them. As it was getting late in the day, so he went home with them. As they were eating supper together, Jesus took a small loaf of bread, and after he had thanked God for it, he broke it and gave it to them. But as he did this, suddenly they recognized him, and just then he disappeared. Then they said to each other, didn't you feel warm inside while he was talking with us out there on the road, explaining what the prophet has said? They started back to Jerusalem and right away found Jesus' disciples and others with them. 
and told them how they had seen Jesus and talked with him and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread at the supper table. And just then, while they were telling about it, Jesus himself suddenly appeared among them and spoke to them. They were badly frightened, for they thought he was a ghost. Then he said to them, Look at the nail marks in my hands and my feet. Touch me and see that it is I, myself, for a ghost doesn't have flesh and bones as you see that I have. They could hardly believe it for joy. Then he asked them for food and they watched him as he ate it. Then he explained to them the scriptures that told of his dying for the people and coming back to life again. And now at last, although they had read those parts of the Bible before, they finally understood them. One of the disciples, whose name was Thomas, wasn't there that evening, so he didn't get to see Jesus. The others told him about it afterwards, but Thomas replied, "'Unless I see the spear wound in his side, I won't believe it was he.'" Eight days later, as the disciples were meeting together behind locked doors and Thomas was with them too, suddenly Jesus was standing there among them and greeted them. Then he said to Thomas, poke your finger into the wounds in my hands and thrust your hand into my side and believe. When Thomas heard his voice and realized it was Jesus, he exclaimed, my Lord and my God. Thomas, Jesus said to him, you wouldn't believe until you saw me, but blessed are those who believe even though they haven't seen me. A few days later, Jesus appeared to his disciples on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. This is the way it happened. Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, John, and two other disciples were there. And when Peter said he was going out to fish, they said they would go along. They did, but caught nothing all night. In the early morning, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples didn't recognize him. Did you catch any fish? He asked. No, they replied. We'll throw your net out on the right side of the boat and you'll catch plenty of them, Jesus told them. They did, and now they couldn't drag the net into the boat. It was so full of fish. John said to Peter, it must be the Lord standing there on the shore. When Peter heard that, he fastened his fisherman's coat around him and jumped into the water to get to the shore faster. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net, as soon as they came to land, they saw a fire burning and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you've caught. Then Peter pulled the net ashore and it was full of huge fish, more than 150 of them. But though there were so many, the net wasn't broken. Come and have some breakfast, Jesus called. They were almost sure it was the Lord, but didn't want to ask him. By this time, he had shown himself to them on several occasions since he came back to life again. Another time, he met them on a mountain in Galilee where he had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. He said to them, God has given me all power in heaven and on earth. Go and preach the good news to the people of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to do everything I've commanded you. Jesus showed himself not only to his disciples, but to more than 500 others at one time. 
Forty days after he came back to life, Jesus appeared to the disciples at Jerusalem again. Then he walked with them to a place near the village of Bethany, where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived, and blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he began to rise into the air until he disappeared into a cloud. While the disciples stood there straining their eyes for another glimpse, Two angels appeared dressed in brilliant white and said to them, Why stand here looking at the sky? Jesus will return again someday, just as you have, as you have seen him go. Well, now you know the complete Easter story and the story of Jesus's holy week. And when someone says happy Easter to you, simply tell them he is risen. Yes, he has risen indeed. And next time, kids, we'll be looking into what the disciples did as they prepared to launch the early church. And kiddos, you are God's children. And one day when you're really, really, really old, God wants you to come and live with him. And if this is what you want to, then tell God that you're sorry for anything you may have done that he would not have wanted you to do. Maybe you listened to the wrong friends or perhaps you allowed peer pressure to be your decision maker. Whatever it is, simply say sorry and really mean it from your heart. God will accept your apology. Then ask God to come live within your heart. This way he's always with you and your mistakes have been forgiven. And finally tell God that you believe his son Jesus died on the cross for you and for your sins. Amen. And kids, this is being born again spiritually. You might need an adult to help you with the concept, and that is perfectly okay. Just know that what you did by asking Jesus to be with you in your heart and cleaning up any past mistakes is something you'll never be sorry for. So I want to be the first to say congratulations. And when you have the opportunity to read, pick up some of the Bible stories that Jesus shares with us. You'll never have a dull moment again. And Jesus loves you and so do I. God bless you. And now let's close in prayer. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And folks, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Kid Talk podcast will air on Wednesdays. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. And we'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, how to be joyful, and what love in action looks like, and many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So please join me. And if you like this podcast, make sure and like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes when they become available. Many of the podcasts that we'll be referencing come straight out of my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you find the content inspiring or interesting, you can pick up a copy of the book from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. If you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me and I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. And also, if you know anyone who may be interested in this material, please share it with them as well. Until next time, friends, be blessed.